Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. World Cup qualifier shocks as Italy are out being done 1-0 on aggregate to Sweden. Northern Ireland will be ruining a handball and a referee will probably be out of the job. We have Honduras, Australia, New Zealand, Peru, Republic of Ireland, Denmark. We talk about the wild card in the Champions League, Facebook's finest. And we look ahead to week 12 of the Premier League season. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by a man who probably had a pretty boring weekend, as did myself, because there was no Premier League action. Michael Kennedy, how are we doing this week, board? No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, it was pretty quiet this weekend, really, wasn't it? Um, no football. I, you know, I went Saturday night. We did automatically turn on to opt the sport and using my was, using my account, using your you. account. Yep. The, the you know the only way to do it is using someone else's money. So yeah. Okay. Um, but I didn't even I wasn't even able to do that this weekend. So it was pretty disappointing. It's always really flat, isn't it? It's always one of those times, you know, in the season. It seems it seems to be you know every every year it seems to be getting more and more times, even though they're exactly the same. And I know you know, you might be like, oh, it's because of the World Cup. Like I realistically, Mickey. They can play midweek. I don't care. Send them, send them out midweek. Oh, I don't... It's, it's quite hard when they've got to travel like different. Like doesn't bother go me. Different countries. Like, Does Australia not... have to go to Honduras. Where's that? Where's that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, we... <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Do it like as long as the Premier League can keep going because you know next week or this week, Mickey, we have some mouth-watering clashes which we will get into. But we for need... so many reasons they're mouth-watering. <sighs> Huh, Mickey's getting excited over that Bournemouth Huddlesfield game. Oh, uh, but game we will talk year. about the qualifiers right now, Michael. Yes. Uh, there's been a bit of controversy, a bit of bit of this, bit of that. A lot of teams, a lot of teams that we are growing up would consider staples in the World Cup game is aren't really going to be featured in Russia. Yeah, it's it's pretty big, isn't it? Um, there's a few teams that you know would would normally be shoo-ins that will miss out in the Russia 2018. Uh, these teams include at the moment Italy, uh, the USA, Chile, and Holland. And um, you know these these are sides that we probably grew up you know being a big part of international football. You know a lot of the like I remember like Italy had won 2006 and Holland was in um, the final. I think the very next one. It, don't br- don't it, bring it, up the 2006, Mickey. Oh yeah. Well, Luke, we got the re- we got revenge today, didn't we? Yeah, but, stand by Lucas Neal. <laughs> it was a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the big news coming out today, of course, was that Italy are out and will not be competing in Russia, drawing the second leg nil all after a one nil victory for Sweden in the first leg. Michael, yes, uh, this is pretty huge. This is, you know. Usually there are a team or two that gets on shaky ground, like you know Argentina at one stage were on yep, shaky ground yep. to get through. But yeah, you know, usually cream rises to the crop and they get through. In this case, it just didn't happen, did it? What's what's happening here, Mick? Is it the team? Is it just is it just a, a freak kind of freak of nature accident? Um, I think Italy itself is probably finding it. It's having a little bit of a um, a bad time in the in the international. You know, the footballers that they've reduced in probably in the last five years are probably. Not up to the standard of, of what they had, you know. That you think of like the players they had, um, like Buffon's really the last one, a part of that, that World Cup winning team. I can't maybe De Rossi was just in the team, but then it's the first time they haven't qualified since 1958, huge, isn't it? Which yeah. is over 50 years, or yeah, 60 years nearly. So that's a lot, and uh, that's a long time, sorry. 
It is. You, but, you are correct, Michael. Yeah. You are correct. But, you know, in fact, a long time. You know, if you think of the team that they had, you know, when they won the 06 World Cup, you know, Del, Pier, uh, Del Piero and, and just to name a few. Totti? And Totti, Francesco Totti, yeah, you know. And at the back, I'm pretty sure they had Maldini still and yeah. um, and Andres Nesta, I think was. Yep. Yeah, so like those kind of guys, um, you know, they're, they're world-class stars now. And, and you look at the players that are playing in those kind of positions. And the defensive-wise, like they've got Kalini, um, yep. they've got a few others and they're, they're really strong at the back. But up front's where they're where they're seeming to yes. miss out. They're, it seems like they're in a bit of a transitional stage. Italy as an international team. It's funny because like we don't really pay attention that much to international football until the World Cup kind of and the Euros kind of come up. So yeah. it's kind of we can't really get a huge gauge at it. Italy would always to me just one of those teams who would consistently win one nil and then they you know occasionally get head butted by uh, Zidane Zidane and win a World Cup. Like that's just what I grew up <laughs> knowing. And they fucking destroy Australia in two thousand six from a bullshit penalty. I'm Still gonna get angry at that, Michael, because you were only like. 15. I woke up. I woke up at four fifteen to watch. Well, that, I watched Michael. that game too. And how did you feel? I was fucking rec- oh, ropeable. Still, I still am, Mickey. I dream about that every night. And uh, and this is, uh, that was our that was our year, really, wasn't it? Oh, we're gonna win it if we were. <laughs> we well, got you, through well, there. Technically, Ely won it, so we yeah, we, so we, we won on to win it. Yeah, uh, that's that's exactly how uh, football math works. But <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a bit of a problem for Italian football. Um, you know, if you look at their main teams now, um. You know, probably like as soon as ten years, like ten years ago, um, Italian football was like there. Juventus and AC Milan and and Inter Milan, their best players are all Italian still, like most yeah. of them anyway. And um, you you look at the like Juventus and you look at Milan now and and in, in Inter, none of them are Italian. You know what I mean? Like um, Juventus side, their strike force is Higuain and and um, Dybala, oh, yeah. and I, I think Calorini is like one of the few Italians in that team and Buffon yeah. obviously, but. Um, you know they, these these big Italian teams are, are, are turning into Premier League teams in a way that they're you know they're almost fading out their own their own nation's players really like teams like Lazio and that are still heavily featured with Italian players and they got that um, uh, they got a Mobile who who led the attack for Italy and he's having a decent season but yeah um he's yeah a fantastic season actually yeah he's been better playing than really decent well. so but yeah as I said the big teams are they're not so Italian dominated anymore. Do you think that uh, something like this is, you know, is this catastrophic for Italian football as, as a whole? Because um, yes, yeah. I, I honestly think I do. I do think that because um, you know the football team, like the Italian football team, is a um, they they you can tell they play with a lot of pride as well, and you know pride on being one of the top nations of the sport um, means that these should be gimmies. They they should be there. They shouldn't have even been in this situation in the first place. Literally or not qualified so yep. i'd say it's disaster and um buffon was interviewed after the game and he was clearly emotional um he was his last game for italy what an incredible servant to his country and to juventus eventually when he, he retires but um you know he even said that if you know he felt bad for the kids dreaming you know of the italian team because they're not going to let they're not going to be able to see him at russia next year well, yeah, it's going to be a huge period of time and for a lot of kids being born in the last couple of years now who wouldn't have been able to see them in a World Cup and now won't see them until they're about seven years old. They might think it's a bit of a weird thing when it finally comes around. Yeah. And I think the uh, the Buffon, you know, getting emotional, that's funny because, like, uh, there's not many people in football that I 
be accepting of if they started just crying for no reason. You know, Neymar, yep. Neymar crying because you know cries every week because he? yeah because he's Neymar. Like I, I don't I don't take pity on that. I, you, but, you, you felt general sadness, really honestly. Yeah, you know? he's a legend. Like it's, you know why, Michael? You know why? On top of all the like all the accolades, how he's how, a lovable guy. He's a, he's a, a lovable guy. But on top of that, Michael, when you see a guy who's crying and he's got a beard, but there's some greys in the bottom of his beard, it makes him seem like. It just makes him see. You don't want to see people like that cry, Michael. You want to see young players what? cry. You do like you want, like when you see a young guy cry. It's just like oh, he's just an emotional little pussy. That's okay. But when you see somebody like Buffon and he's an age, he's a season veteran. You know, like you can tell by the look of him, even if you've never seen this guy. And like I saw somebody on the news today going like, oh, I was really sad to see Buffon cry. They, chances are they've never watched a game of football in their life because he's a seasoned guy. You know, he's been through a lot and just, he looks, he looks like a weathered man. He looks like a, a guy. He does look weathered, but <laughs> I find the, the beard thing a, a bit of a, Michael, an out there cry. Yeah, um, this is coming from a man who can't grow a beard himself. So that, I actually can grow a beard if I wanted to, but I would rather look good looking and have a beard. Yeah. That's, a, well, that's, another, that's why I got that's a head another, for radio. That's another debate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, and, and, and really like he should go out really, like he's won everything except obviously except for Champions League, but he's won World Cup. He's he's been there, done that kind of thing. Um, yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter anymore, does it? it well, <laughs> you know, it's it's sad to see him. Like, and he probably would have penciled Russia as his last hur- hurrah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And um, the fact that it's been cut short and his last game for the national side to be like that was probably something that he'll probably have, not nightmares, but it, it, will, it will tick over his mind. It's a long time retired. So the way they go out is probably, it wasn't ideal, was it? No, I, I will. You know, you're saying the names before. You're saying uh, US, USA, Chile and Holland. Do you think this, um, you know, 2018, the Russia World Cup, kind of the, uh, it almost doesn't feel as big now because of these big teams. You know, like again, Holland's a team growing up, they were so good. And like, you know, they, yep. they've been in a final, they couldn't get, they couldn't win it, but they've, they've been in the World Cup final. Chile, you know, we, Australia come up against Chile a bunch of times. We usually get tarnished yeah, by Yeah, we like, you, you think of um, the last World Cup and the yeah. very first game and, Jesus Christ, I swear from the first minute, it just felt like we were holding on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. You know when it's like when the under-14s play like the under-17s and it's just kind of like yeah. like they don't belong on the same pitch. And that's how I felt when I was watching the Chile-Australia game. And I know Tim Cahill scored that one goal kind of gave us a sniff, but it was really almost embarrassing. Yeah, um, it was. It was kind of a reality check of where we were. We actually and- were because we went into that World Cup thinking, oh, this is like Germany. I and mean, it's not. We didn't yeah. have anything like the team we do. And... Um, to see these guys not even play in the in the finals is it's a bit of a culture, like not a culture shock, but it's kind of like Jesus Christ, like these teams not even making it. But yeah, it makes yeah. you do a bit of a double take, and even on a lesser extent, um, I think USA because they're you know as a nation with their league, they're trying to come up, they're trying to push boundaries, and they're like you know their their quality has substantially been rising. You know the MLS, over the, the MLS last few is years. actually um, if you actually watch some of the football from the ML, MLS, it's actually quite good um yeah you, you need to get on the right night but because you can get a really poor few games on, yeah. on, on in the mls but you can get that on any league really can you yeah it is and, and it is it's it's really coming out of um out of nowhere a little bit like it's kind of um oh, what's the word it just it's coming out of sight like no one really realizes it but it's actually getting a lot better than people think and um it's flying i feel like it's gonna yeah fly on the radar that's yeah, what i want there to we use. go um but you know when when they get to you know a certain stage, they're going to really jump out and shock the world, I guess. And th- and that leads to my Ooh. one of my topics. I'll have a, actually I'll save it for a little bit later. Oh, okay. But um, but American football, this is probably bad for them as well because you know American f- like in any sport, I think 
um, support base is so big over there. You know, they've got so many sports to compete with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you were saying like promotion and, and going for their team is, is a huge part of it. The fact that they won't even be at the World Cup will be a massive bummer for them. And, you know, a lot of sponsors that they've got that associated with the, the USA team, I think is huge on them being in Russia and them not being there is going to affect it, I reckon. Of course. And like, yeah, I think I, I, think I said in Facebook's finest about, you know, three, four weeks ago, how, you know, a company, I can't remember the exact one, bought the TV rights to the World Cup and the viewership that they were losing in the US because the US aren't in it is huge. Like, yep. people, you know, as you, you want to root for your team. Like, you want to have a team to root for. Like, you know, we, we'll, we'll watch anything. Like, World Cup will be our fucking fairy tale. We'll be, you know, we'll be staying up all night doing whatever we have to do yep. to watch every game. But, you know, a place like America where soccer isn't as massive and it's really, it's building. And, and even in the show, it's the same thing. It's yeah. just like, we're like, the fact that we follow football so heavily is it won't matter if a show's there or not. And we kind of have, like, I've got ties, like my mum's from England, so I kind of, you know, see yeah. go for them and you kind of see me go for them as well because yeah. the players, you can associate with them. Exactly. Going for Spurs. But, um, you know, if you're not a diehard fan, you're probably not going to watch it if, like, as an Australian, like the, the general Australian will probably not watch the World Cup at all, like yeah, unless it like was like lo- prime they, time for prime us. time, yeah, and Australia has to be playing, and they probably still won't watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the sad part about it, and that's where Australia's at, and football is probably why we are where we are in in the international stage. But America is very much um, a bad wagon kind of thing too. Like, yeah. um, if America are at the World Cup, let's just say theoretically, yes, I guarantee you, in that month of the World Cups, on they will soccer will be the the talk of the oh, town. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're very much. Um, when the moment's happening, they all they get behind it, and it's a massive thing over there. But then, you know, what I mean, they just go into the next fad when it comes up. Yeah, like, but you could, yeah, you can argue that with Australia as well. You know, we don't need to remind you about our prime minister getting very excited when uh, Australia scored a goal back in 06, I think oh, it was yeah. Johnny but Howard. It's pretty sad, isn't it? It's but like I look at um, you know, I've seen some videos of like Americans crying and crying about the whole result and that. And while it was funny originally, it is kind of funny to see people who you think have no idea about football crying like, about something that they don't have. It's funny any idea when of. you hear Americans talk about football because they just. They, the way it doesn't they sound talk, right, does no, it? No way. It does not sound right. It's like the correct. US soccer guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The soccer chickens. The soccer chickens. <laughs> no. But like, you know, you kind of, you can feel for them a little bit. It does. It hurts a lot. And that, just like, just like Italy. And you were, like you were saying how like there's a massive period of kids who are going to be growing up now, not even really giving a crap about the World Cup maybe well, because their well, team's It's, a, it's a potential it. eight year wait, isn't it? Exactly. And that that's, and that's huge. And the way it's going to be, you know, it's going to feel like a long bloody time. They don't have, yeah. like, they don't have the Euros or like they have a Copa America, but like. Yeah, what is that, that? Yeah, well, that doesn't affect Italy. Um, yeah, for America. I mean, oh, for America, yeah, yeah. the US, but yeah, like Italy can bounce back. Italy can bounce back, but the Euros. Well, actually, I, I was surprised. You know, 2016 Euros was something that you know it seemed to capture like online, like a huge. It was just massive. How my, you know the Facebook and Twitter just lighting up every day for the Euros. It was something that I hadn't seen as of yep. yet because I think the four years prior to that, you know, the social media aspect wasn't quite there. And yep. now it's just on fire. It's, it's the funnest thing. I think the Euro, Euros, if, if the World Cup's anything to go, uh, Euros anything to go by, the World Cup's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and Facebook's ones will be in cracking I, form. I think um, another thing that I've realised too with um, the teams that have actually made it, we'll, we'll talk like as a positive here for a second. No. Um, a lot of teams that, you know, with the with these big so-called big teams are not playing, there's a lot of little teams that um, would not necessarily think they're going to be there. Um, I'm talking teams like Iceland, um, Egypt, um, Panama, Panama. You know these teams are like probably never Tunisia. Yeah, yeah, Tunisia. Like, like they're they're a team I used to play back in like one of the really old computer consoles, and like they were one of the worst ranked teams. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like teams like Saudi Arabia and all that. Um, 
not only does this bring a level of excitement from their own country that you know they've never been a part of a World Cup before, this is going to be fantastic, but you start to look at the teams that probably shouldn't be there or you know maybe lesser teams, and they start to outweigh the bigger teams, which means two things, which means Ooh, okay. one, there's a lot more pressure on a Germany, England, Spain to do well now. Yeah. Like this, like this is like if we're gonna like if I was England right now, like you, their squad isn't the strongest, right? And English have a an absolute knack for choking. No, well, overthinking their team's thinking, thinking their team's better than what it is. Yep, of course. Their team's okay at the moment. Don't so, get me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, you've got some, you've got a couple of world class players in there, but I, like compared to a Germany or a, a France, they're just not really on the same page. No. Um, but you know. Wouldn't a couple of England fans right now, and I, I'd be shocked if none of them thought this, which they will, is, is that, that, that this World Cup could be, um, say, Leicester City of 2008, where a team can come seek out and kind of win it and break all kind of um, records in the terms of, you know, teams that are likely to win it and, and odds and that kind of thing. Well, because a lot of these teams will be drawn in a group where they're probably teams at the same level, right? There's I, I can't remember how many groups there is, but, you know... The, the big teams, all right, so we'll count Brazil is one, Belgium is one, England, Spain. Eight groups. Eight groups, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So France, Argentina, there's about eight or nine big teams in that, you know, in the World Cup right now, like that are genuine world beaters, um, which means that most groups won't have two big teams. Um, the teams that are still to play are Honduras, Australia, New Zealand, Peru, um, Republic Island, and Denmark, which I would say none of those teams are really world beaters either. So, no, no. Um, this is a fucking fantastic opportunity for a lot of these teams that not necessarily, not even even get to the World Cup, will have a chance to um, not only get to the World Cup, but make it actually a, a, not a straight sets bang, bang, they've just lost four games yeah. and they're out, you know what I mean? Out quicker than they come in. Like these, some of these teams will make it to the group, uh, past the group stage, the knockout stages, and, and that's an exciting opportunity for heaps of these teams. What do you, like, so I look at, yeah, and you're, you're right, like, you know, a team, well, yeah, a team like England would be chuffed here, and especially after Euros, when Portugal won, you know, how many people fought Portugal? They just hope that? they don't get Iceland in their group. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> it, and, like, you're saying Iceland before, like, that's very, very cool, and, like, you know, after the Euros and seeing, like, you know, Ireland and, like, Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland and that, like, yeah. really, the fan base that they have is just incredible, it's really, really cool to it's see. It's because they live through the football, and, and, you know, when you get used to your team not being very good... Um, and when you finally see them succeed, it's kind of like us with Richmond this year as, as an AFL team that yeah. we both have supported since we were kids. Um, when they fight, like when it comes out, and definitely when it's unexpected, like me and you, like the t- like the team that we followed were thirteenth last year out of um, twenty two teams, which but but they don't even make the finals, which was pretty sad. To then go on and win it the next year, it's kind of like this where the teams have come kind of come out of the blue and and just hit this purple patch where they've made you know they've done above and beyond what everyone's expected. And it's just a great thing to be a part of. And I'm sure a lot of these countries are going to be that excited about this. It's, do you, do you think, do you think that, um, you know, like after, after the success of the Euros and, you know, Portugal and that, and, you know, like you've seen in the past, we've had, I was saying before, how Italy has, we're so used, like known for like these one nil wins. He's just really yeah. like, you know, 
what I call just kind of West Brom wins, I'll call it. You know? oh. And um, and Manchester United <laughs> some of the wins <laughs> as well. But like, not Manchester you, City, but no, God, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they're Germany. Christ Almighty, yeah, they're Germany. They're they're Brazilian every team yeah. <laughs> basically. But do you think that a lo- it could like settle uh, a mindset into a lot of teams that you know might think they're on the fringe of doing well? Like say say like a Uruguay who are kind of there but they're not there, yeah. and you know that might make them want to play a lot more defensively to try and get results over like playing free flowing football because is that against the big teams or against any team against any team like you know, if you um, if you were if you no. were a team if you were a team like say we'll say Uruguay for the hell of it and you were going up against uh, Germ- Germany we'll go oh, we'll yeah. go we'll go Germany for the hell yeah. of, uh, uh, and you'll like you think you probably have a more better chance if you play a bit more on the back foot and try and get them on the break and you see all well, the teams do this now as opposed to when they play you know a Morocco or a Panama they can just go full floor, full force and they you know they can just tear them up should, should win yeah yeah and they can win that do you think it might set a bit more defensive mindset for certain teams against the bigger ones or do you think it's it, 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 it's, it all depends on where they when they meet them um, group stages possibly you know like uh, like if Uruguay come out of a, a game against Spain with a one-one draw or a nil-nil draw and know that they've got to play Iceland, Egypt, and uh, and Panama next, there, there's no way. Well, they don't, they don't be other two other teams, but yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Of um, but if they know they're coming up against the Iceland and Panama next, of course, a draw is going to be a perfect result because it not only um, it, it gets a point against the, the other competitor, you could say. Because a lot of these teams have a wild card team that just seems to do really well in the group stage. So you want to be that number one team. So oh, I think that if, yeah, oh, Uruguay is yeah, possibly because, you know, say they draw with Spain and then they go out and pants Panama and Iceland, and then they're already made through, really. Yeah. And, 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 and Spain are no further ahead of them. You know what I mean? So if you can keep your main um, opponent in the same level as you at least then you're bound for success because you should put away the other teams. Something that will be crucial definitely when it comes to Russia, uh, going to Russia in the World Cup is uh, finishing on top of your group because as, as you know, you've said before, they are only probably about you know what you would call nine to ten world-beating teams. And if you can finish on top of your group, that guarantees you're not being able to you know, face a uh, a top group team and that's, in the and, that, uh, and that's the, the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's and huge. Like you know, and that's and you see that in the Champions League. Like you know, there's people already trying to um say that I think if Chelsea get through on uh, come second and they get through, they're only options because they can't play an Eng- English team until the uh, the round of eight. I think it, it is. Oh, really? No, yeah, that's that's a, that's a true thing. So they can't play Spurs. They can't play City. So I think their only choices are going to be like Barcelona or someone like that. Well, like, and don't forget, but Real Madrid comes second in Tottenham's group. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. they get thrown into the pool where they play the top teams as well. Yeah, exactly. And like, and even if you're a Chelsea fan, you'd be hoping that uh, that Spurs remain top because then if Madrid go above uh, Spurs, then that they're in the Chelsea pool and they could be uh, end up playing them in the uh, the next Ooh, round. Which very is, true. So yeah, they'd be uh, they'd be going well, against their rivals. Then, then that means probably Liverpool play. Yeah. Well, it depends. Where you guys end up. Depends where you come, end up. Eh? If we come second, we're safe. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're safe for a few teams. You'll be you'll be you'll be playing somewhere tough. Knowing you yeah. guys, you'll be playing. Well, it, it, but like when you get to that stage of the Champions League, I don't think any team plays an easy team really. You, you have, it's like a one out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, not a one out of ten, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. not it, like you've done well if you picked a decent like an yeah, easy of beat. course. And like um, so, I want uh, just a quick little couple of things before we move on. Uh, I want to get your who you think the favorite will be going in at the moment, like with the size that you have seen. Who do you think would be favourite? Who do you think the dark horse is? Um, I'd actually say England, to be honest. I think um, if they can get behind Harry Kane and you know, and Dali Ali as well as like we, we were mentioning, um, an possible England squad before. Um, if he plays anything like he did against Madrid, 
you know. Yeah, it's, and he's a man for the big game. He's a man for the big game. He, he, he's proven that so far. And uh, who do you think would be the shock exit? Spain. Spain. Yeah, they've done it before. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I just don't see this side any quite any better than. Brazil. Yeah, it'll Spain, be interesting to see how they went. Spain are almost a little bit like Italy in that time. They're kind of they're past their what I call their best kind of period. They're kind of not rebuilding, but because they've got to you know to say Spain have a weak team would be ridiculous. But <laughs> you know, yeah, and they could match it on their day. They could match it with anyone, but it just seems like depth wise, then they're just not quite well, there. At well, the they're literally four years ahead of Italy, aren't they? If you think about it, World Cups, yeah. like the winning. Uh, Spain won the one after Italy, yep. and then. Uh, um, Shaw gets it at the last World Cup and they're only, you know, well, they're in this one, but it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, I will like to, to point out, we, we, we've quickly gone over USA, over Chile and over Holland. <laughs> yeah. Holland's team, are they are they in, like, do you think they're in, in the proper um, desperate times at the moment? Uh, it, Holland are in crisis, 100%. Like, they're... They're a team, yeah. As we were saying before, they're a team growing up that we we really we expected them to be in the you know good positions. They you know they've been in the World Cup final. Their team's just so old that they they've just passed it. All their players have yeah. passed it now. And there's and nothing coming, guys through, coming through. Like who are they gonna have? Vincent Jansen's then main striker. Like, is that, the pie. Yeah, like well, he's actually playing alright. Yeah, that's true. Like, but he is but, playing in France. But <laughs> so, and, that, so and that's what I mean. It's, it's <laughs> too. You know, I think it's. Um, it goes back to generations that seem to come through at the same time, and 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 as people, we grow up and we we picture these teams as being unstoppable. It's like in the two, early two thousands was Brazil. You know, they seem like they'd never ever be beaten again in in um in football. You know, like late nineties so, with France. And yeah, exactly right. So I think it's it's the uh, the natural progression. The one great thing about world World Cups and and, and Euros and, and international football in general is. That you can't really buy your team, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and that's like obviously the, I, I say you can't really because somehow Diego Costa plays for Spain, yeah. and you know it's funny stuff like players like that. But the general and and that's what makes the World Cup probably the most sought after th- you know trophy. Probably like it's bigger than Champions League, I think. Obviously, yeah. But it's because it, your, your team can't be bought. You know, you have to have that generation of players that. It just happens for you. You know what I mean? It is you don't a perfect go, storm. Yeah. And it is a perfect storm where the team that wins a World Cup, it just happens. It just happens to be that time where you've just created this crop of players that have all come together, played perfectly well, and you look at every World Cup success and it, and it's just a wave of players that just happen to be born the same amount of years and they play together and, they've, and they're at the top of their game and it just happens. You know, World Cups don't aren't given away. It is a bit of luck in the time frame and... And teams, and that's what makes it um, so cherished when players have a World Cup in their CV because they're part of that almost miracle. Yeah, that is a team that comes through to take the World Cup at the right time. And and you, when you think of all the factors, you know, with injuries and 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 players and, all, all and the team good chemistry teams around you. Like. Yeah, exactly right. And the other teams that seem to be having that same kind of um, chemistry going on at the same time to beat them all to win the World Cup. That's what makes it, you know, such a wonderful thing to win. Do you, um, so you were saying before, do you rate the World Cup the uh, the biggest trophy in the world? Yes. Is that, a, is that as a fan or you think as a player that would be the biggest? Because I, I would I would say I would much rather Spurs win the Premier League or the Champions League over uh, Australia win the World Cup, personally. But you're more invested in the Spurs team as a, yeah, as a player. So I mean. as if a you're fan, as, of a, as a footballer. As a football, yeah, yeah, I'd say probably country. I think being the best in the world, well, yeah, but you can say that if you win Champions League, I guess. Well, yeah. I, I get you. Yeah, like, I think as a player, definitely, you I think as a fan, you technically have more connection to the Australian national team than 
Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, technically, yes, but I don't care about the Australian national team at all. I do. I care a little bit about it, but I know where we're at. And I'm, I'm, I think we're both realists and d- knowing that our, st- our team isn't really capable of doing anything at we, the World Cup. Aaron Moy can only carry so many That's even if we get players. there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Tomorrow night is going to um, be a fun time. I want to get quickly. Yeah, yeah but like as I said, just going back to argument, that's my argument as a player. Cause yeah. I still, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. As, as a 25-year-old, I still involve with sport, and I and I know as a player what my decision would be. As a fan, I only care every four years. To be fair, like yeah. you know, in terms of like for Australian, you, you forget about it pretty quickly, don't you? For Australian international, I only care every four years, and for you know European clubs, you care every two years for the Euros and the World yep. Cup. And uh, I want to quickly, uh, I want this fun fact, Mickey. I was telling you this before. Did you know Leo Rossani played for Germany? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. So I've been I've been losing a lot of sleep lately trying to work that out because I just didn't know who the fuck he played for. I, I just remember, uh, you know what I do. It, is, it, is, it doesn't look like a German, but he is. Well, yeah. What I do is I like for some reason my first instinct is to picture their FIFA card, their ultimate team card, and go, "What is that flag? That's what flag. flag is next to Sane?" And I was just like, I couldn't picture. I didn't know what flag it would be. Really? And apparently he's German, and that makes me like hate the German team even more because they're fucking amazing. Like they're just they just keep putting through players. Like they're they're going to be. I don't very think they're anything on France. Yeah, well, literally, I think France has the best, one of the best squads I've ever seen. France, France is scary. Is it's it's too, it's too good, isn't it? Like, you think of the players that are going to be sitting on the bench of that team, like genuine world A graders, and yeah, they're they're not going to be, and, and it won't. It's like they'll walk into literally any club football team, nearly, and but then they're going to kind of go, hey, you're not going to like, we don't have enough for you, like you know what I mean? Like, who's going to sit out? There's so many, like, it, it's, it's quite unbelievable. It is, and. You know, France. The the only thing I would say about France is the fact that they didn't win the Euros. It means they do have they do have holes in their systems. And Portugal like, as well, which is a, yeah. a lot lesser team. Exactly, and like so, there is there is that about it. Um, you know, there is there, you can you can find a hole. Good teams find a hole in any team. But I will want to. How far do you think Portugal can go in this World Cup? Uh, look on the confidence that they have. They look in all honesty. I think that they could probably get to the quarters, maybe the semis, like max. Yeah. I don't see him getting to the final or winning it. Just personally, on on squad depth alone, they 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 realistically aren't. They don't have too many great players. Like, they, but they just and they Cristiano Ronaldo will be a lot older by the time the World Cup does come across. He he will be older than he is now. That is very very true. Um, <laughs> something that something that I will uh, mention, Mickey, which we kind of uh, glossed over, is our boys in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and it's been a massive debate. Really, um, the game against the Swiss. Uh, I don't. If you haven't seen it, it's probably uh, would you say one of the worst you've seen penalty wise. I think the whole magnitude of the game too. If this was a West Brom versus Sunderland Sunday Arvo last year in the Premier League and this happened and it was given a penalty, it'd be talked about for about three days. But yeah. the magnitude of the decision, the fact that it finished with that one goal, um, Northern Ireland will well, you know. By all reports, they weren't the stronger team, but to lose like that with a with a penalty that was clearly not a penalty, it has to be the most gut wrenching thing for a, a team that you know. It, it really kind of like they they probably look at themselves and go, "Where do we go from here?" Because the the hopes and dreams of that whole nation were destroyed with with what you can only say was an absolutely disgusting call. Yeah, for those who haven't seen it, was. Uh, it, it was Northern Ireland versus Switzerland. It was the second leg of the of it. It was first leg came, ended up nil all. I don't even know what it was. Pretty late in the game, and then there was a handball shout in the penalty box after a, basically a Northern Ireland player turned his back on the ball as somebody went for a shot and it probably hit him in the back. Right yeah, hit shoulder. him in the back. Maybe like maybe the, the tricep. Maybe yeah, like, like literally like the back connected, of the shoulder connected to his body. Like you know, 
arms were straight and uh, referee with plain vision, like clear sight of what was happening, decided to call it a penalty. And um, it was converted. It, it was yeah, converted. Uh, they, they go through happy days for the Swiss. And uh, yeah, it was it was very very hard. Like because I, I even in live play, and I think you said this. You're like on the live replay, and like you know, without slow motion, without anything, it didn't look even close to a handball. Yeah, exactly right. And and even though the way um, the ball comes off the player, if this comes off the so the guy's hand, the ball in the replay and and in live play, it literally propels off his body yeah. and shoots like out of bounds nearly. And the the, the shot was. And the shot was in the square, and it was out of play. Like in one, one or two bounces, there's no way someone's hand force can force that into where it was for one. And yeah, as I said, it, the the live play, it's just not even like uh, like you look to see what was going on, what's going to happen next, who who's going to throw it in, kind of thing. And um, a couple of Swiss players just chucked their hands up for a, a shout. Why not? Yeah, How's that and um, it's baffling. Yeah, like unless you're Mister Mister Incredible, I don't think the ball's going to be bouncing off your fist like uh, like it did. <laughs> like, yeah, and uh, yeah, to see yeah. Uh, to see my boy Granite Jacka, um, <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, the bottom of it again, be, be right at the referee's face, going like, how can that not be like you know appealing for your penalty? It's just Mate, that would imagine it, ma- so it, it makes me it makes me hate him even more. Blood boil. He's the most trash. Play- he's the most trash player in the Premier League and for, in the, in the, and <laughs> Granite Jacka uh, fan club every year. Yeah, oh, God, he's like I think most Arsenal supporters would agree with me, but anyway, uh, yeah, it, it was you know it's it's very hard like imagine you know like for people who go like oh it doesn't mean much like imagine that it like, means everything to these countries yeah especially yeah. if it happened to australia like imagine that like yeah oh, well, like, it's we like would the, go it's, nuts it's, and we don't care like i'll, I'll put it this way for any show it was 10 times worse than the italy penalty <sighs> do you reckon 10 or more Mickey, stop, br- stop bringing up that dark day <laughs> no but i'm not do you reckon it's worse 10 oh, times it was, worse it was much worse more? it was much worse like the the penalty for australia like was while, at least debatable. Yeah, it's a debatable one. It's, this is not debatable in any and in any stretch of the imagination. It was just, it was, you know, I think um, I heard somebody else say this was almost like, you know, whoever shouted loudest got the decision. And, like, yes. you know, it was a bunch of Swiss players who just went, uh, you know, just hoping for anything because they did a majority of the play, but, yeah. you know, they didn't it put just away wasn't happening for them. And, for, you know, to the, and I think some people were saying, oh, it's a fair result considering what happened. No, it's not no, a it's fair, not a fair result. result. Like, yeah. uh, and, like, if they won a normal play, that's fine. Who cares? Like, we move on. But yeah. this is, for a team like that to miss out on the World Cup, because because it's very, very a team tough. that haven't featured since the eighties. Yeah, it's it's you know it's uh, like they they were putting on good strides. You know, Northern Ireland are pushing. They were pushing. Like that's the thing. Yeah, and unfortunately for them, they're just going to pick up the pieces and I guess kind of go from there. We will move on to the teams that haven't yet qualified, but haven't yet been disqualified. I'd yes. say Nick. three games left. Yeah. Now, huge games for all three of these on so many levels. I think. Uh, for us, it probably affects us the most is Australia versus Honduras. It does. Neil Law, the first leg. Um, second leg to be played tomorrow in Sydney. Sydney? Yep. Um, think, Nick, so. what do you think? Our boy Tim Cahill is back. Yeah. Well, he's not even our boy, Aaron Moy is. But... Our boy, Aaron Moy. Our boy, Tim Cahill. Robbie Cruz is uh, apparently up for selection like he wasn't playing. I don't know. That means too much. For anyone who didn't see uh, the pitch conditions that Australia was playing on in Honduras was uh, baffling. Uh, there was one There was one one-on-one in particular. I can't remember. Tommy Yuri? Yeah, it would have been Yuri who went through. And the bobble that the ball came up. Uh, still wasn't good enough. But... It, it, was still, it was still poor, but like... I tell you what, if I if, I, if that was maybe put that shot, I'd be blaming. I'd be blaming the bobble. It was horrible. Like that was horrific. You, it was one of those grounds that, like, when they run, they're like the dirt was like coming up behind them. They like, looked like, like they, they were running on a paddock. They were running in slow motion half the time because yeah. the grass was so thick, and they were just like they were falling. They were three inches into the ground, but like you know, because the grass was so long. I think Australia have no problem here. Um, I, you really don't. Not even a little bit. Nah, I, I I'm pretty confident here. Like, 
I just don't see it. I think like it, Honduras needed to do their damage. Um, you know, we dominated the first game. They needed to do their damage at home. We yep. should we should have uh, put the game away. In all honesty, the only thing we can uh, we're going to struggle on is that away goal because we don't have it. We don't yeah, have it. Exactly so, right. So like, it, and if they score, it it really put like that's the thing. If Honduras score just in general, it really puts us on the back foot. I think this this game is a bit more dangerous than you think. I think because like, um, Australia can be one nil up, and it only takes like you know what I mean like. Theoretically, we have to score two. Yeah, and that's going to be it, and that that's going to be uh, a very very tough ask to do if it gets to that stage. Hopefully not, but we'll go on to New Zealand, Peru. Another all three of these games were nil all in the first leg because yep. you know why not, and most of the other games were as well <laughs> because why not. And uh, New Zealand got any chance here, Mick? I'd love to see New Zealand in, in, um, in the World Cup. They're both probably on the same. Um, oh, the only people I know from Peru is Juan Fran. Juan Fran. He used to play for Schalke. I'm pretty there sure the speedster. Um, you know New Zealand actually they have a couple of players, Winston Reid. Yeah. Um, the guy from Burnley, Wood, Chris Wood. Yeah, yeah. Is and, he New Zealander? Yeah, he is. I didn't know that. There you go. Um, uh, I think it's Chris Wood. I know his name's Lars Wood. Yeah, it's Wood. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Um, scored against Spurs. A couple of other players they got. I don't know too much about the New Zealand team. I'm not gonna pretend to know. Um, Shane Smelt's still playing. I think he is. Is he really? I think he's still playing. Yeah, Shane Smeltz did well in the A- he's doing well in the A League. Oh, he did. Well, he did do well. He was that was a long time ago. Yeah. He played in the last World Cup. I'm past. I'm, I'm past. My Didn't he? Wasn't he like the number one hitman yeah, yeah, in the last World Cup? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Imagine that number one player for your country who plays in the A League. <laughs> um. So, uh, score prediction. I'll just for the sheep shaggers. I'll give it one nil. One nil. It's played. It's played in Peru. I think this. This now. Ah, uh, uh, possibly. Possibly. Uh, and then uh, the last one, the Republic of Ireland, not Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, and versus uh, Denmark. Denmark. Well, Christian Eriksen, Joshua <laughs> King. There's some. Uh, there's some players. There's, oh, I know too. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a couple others I got there, but um, you you'd think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, on paper it looks like Denmark should have it. Um, you know, Ericsson's been in incredible form, international level. He's been ridiculous, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's very weird how they got Bettner, the Bettner, Lord Bettner, Lord, Lord Bettner. <laughs> yeah, they've got they, they have to win. They have, have to win seventeen. But uh, nil. Republic of Ireland have their their support and full. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Like Republic of Ireland, are one of those teams that I really want. To, I want to see in the World Cup. I just wish they weren't playing Denmark. Cause I kind of want to see. I want to see Ericsson and I want to see. I want to see Denmark because I think they're a decent team. Um, you know, in perfect world, they both come through, and Australia would as well. And New Zealand, Peru, Honduras could fuck off, but yep. that's not the world we live in, Mickey. Unfortunately, uh, I'll go for a, I'll go for a two 0 Denmark win. Okay, uh, putting them through. I want to, uh, I want to have a bit of a, a little bit of a talk about you, Mickey. Oh, okay, with you, not about you. I want to talk about you. I want to uh, talk about the England squad. Just uh, yep. something that you know, like it's it's up for debate a lot of the time. Like who's what's the best uh, formation? Where is the best way to go for England to get the best results? I was talking before about how teams playing, uh, you know, very defensive. Should that should England try that? Are we good? Are they good enough to try that? Um, you know, what do you think? We'll go through the team, and uh, I, I first want to go. What kind of formation would you be running? Well, as we discussed earlier, I have to go with. So I was just, obviously we, we're both FIFA fanatics. Yes. For me, I'd have to go the formation that I know. As a manager, you're bringing your own formation. Yeah. So I, I actually, well, I'm not a joke. Like if I was a manager, I'd go four one two one two. Yeah, that's the one. Four one two one two. Yep, that's it. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you try, you try to like look at nothing, trying to picture what the yeah, formation I, looks like, like. Just like I was just like this point. Yeah, that, you used to it's be hard a, to explain. You used to be a basic pitch four four two guy, didn't you? Nah, that was 06. That's when I didn't know about formations. Yeah, there you go. But as I said, you know, if I play that every time I play FIFA, surely that would be my formation if I was a manager. So I'm going to stick with that one. Well, it's funny because my my uh, formation would be. Probably uh four two three one, which would be basically what Spurs, what Spurs run with. So yeah, it makes sense that we're going formations that we know at least. But yeah, well, exactly right. Well, then what's the point? You yeah. know, if, but what we'll do is quick question: Is Dalio ever played on the left? Yes, yeah, yes. Oh, beautiful! Then change. Oh, thank God, that's just a giant game changer. Because this has been puzzled. Like, we did mention that we might mention this on the show, and it's been puzzling me for the last hour how I'd actually go with it. Um, you know. You know, when you see when you line up this England squad, there's actually like there's no really weakness, and that's what I, I like to see about this England side. I, 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 I wouldn't say the players are like like sometimes you just can't compete with like a Kevin De Bruyne or something, and you can't feel out like the position that good. But the players that you've got are genuine, you know, at least B plus. Yeah, like there, there's some real quality here. There's um, you know, they're. Uh, the England team are very good, like for a FIFA team, in, in the sense that they're quick out the flanks. They've got a good, you know, good solid striker, and the midfield's got a bit of class about it. But I think that they're where they might lack is just the, the more central midfield role. I think yep. the attacking midfield they got they kind of have a they, they've got options for it at least. Yep. But I think that uh, in terms of like the the centre mids or a CDM, I think that's where we lack. And we there are the options that England have. Are, oh, they got Kevin Dyer and Kevin. And who was that? Kevin Dyer. Oh, so it's. What did I say? That? Yeah, Eric Dyer. Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, Eric Dyer. Yeah, Eric yeah, Dyer. I've been but... saying Kevin De Bruyne for the last five minutes. That's probably why. <laughs> Eric like, Dyer. Dyer is like, you know, could be is kind of your stock Henderson season. or Dyer? I think, I think Dyer. I think for some reason they really like Dyer. Like the England squad, I, I, I haven't rated Dyer as much as anybody else has. Like I, I yeah. especially he had one good year and then he came out the next year and one year pushed him out of the team all season basically. And for some reason they people were still going on about uh, him being good enough to, you know, Rock the England squad, and he still was, which was really strange. Yeah, but uh, I'll start at the back, Mick. Uh, I'll, I'll go through my formation. I'll just go through how I would run things. Okay, you go. You go with your whole team first. Yep, and because you got we got different formations. You so know, I was about to say Wilfred Zaha, but I forgot he went to Ivory Coast. He would be Andy, wouldn't he? Right now, we'll talk about. I him wonder a bit if later. Um, for someone like Zaha, he would like because at the time he he uh, pledged his allegiance, let's just say, to the Ivory Coast. Yeah. Um, the England call up would have looked. Like a distant dream. Yeah. Yeah. And right now. Would he be going, have I made the right call? It would be interesting. It's, it's hard to say. He would. I'm pretty sure he was English born. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess um, over the coast, you probably would have thought as a, a better possibility, but um, yeah, what could have been maybe? That's exactly it. I think I think he's a uh, he's an interesting case because I think he would have been, if anything, I don't think he would, maybe not have started, but I think impacts up. I'd almost have him as a starter at the moment, as a winger. Depend, I guess I guess depend what your formation is, but I'll go through mine, Mickey. Yeah, I'll okay. go through my team. Hit me. Uh, at the back, I'm going to go with Butland. I'm going to... Yeah, okay. Uh, I know uh, I, a lot of people say Hart and a lot of people say Pickford. Those, uh, who uh, would say Hart? There are the, who? The board. The board, sorry. I'll say, I'll say the uh, the board would say Hart. Uh, the, surely, the, the have went, like, surely the board have been on an overseas holiday for the whole entire Premier League season if they're still going to pick Hart. They've been, they've been picking him for the last few years, Mick. Like... Yeah, but it's, uh, you can say now top... they've got an influx of keepers. What they got three? Well, they, well Pope. Yeah, actually, Pope Pope's a real good show. Is he English? Yeah, I, I didn't know he's English. I, I, I'm, I'm chucking Pope in. Nah, I'll go Butland. Pope's uh, Pope will be my second choice, and then what Pickford. over Pickford? 
So Hart doesn't even make your top four. So he's gone from he's he's gone from England's number one to. Fourth. Well, this is my personal team, fi- of course. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put him because he, uh, he's too old for my FIFA. He doesn't have any growing potential. <laughs> on my on my left, I'll go Danny. Ro- I would go Danny Rose. Yep. On my right, I would go Walker. Just. Yep. Um, I think they're the they're the, they're they're the, the stocks. I think most they're the stocks. I'd almost go Pickford, but yeah, I think Pick. The only thing he's got that, a lot of energy, which I like. The only thing that Pickford, um, I struggled. Like the reason why I struggle is that. Maybe it's because of Everton, and maybe it's because of the how they've been playing this season. But yeah. it just, it just a few yeah. of the goals that have been if, leaking through. If oh, we'll put it this way, this time last year when he was playing like he did at Sunderland, would you put him at number one? Yeah, but then again, two years ago I would have put Butland in because he was having an incredible year too, and then he got hurt. So it's kind of like you know, yeah, goal, goalkeeping is one of those ones where. Yeah, you can really be like you can be in form. You can be really out of form very quickly. You can, yes. There's a very quick cha- exchange rate there. And yep, I agree. Uh, in the middle, I would go with who was on my middle. I'd go Stones with and Jones. Stones and Jones. Yeah, Stones and yep. Jones. My so boys. we put our back four is the same. We're pretty much set on the keepers. I like I like the um, Pickford and slash Butland. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the idea. I'm gonna go Pick, Pickford in our in our back four at least. That uh, there's options. There's other options. Yeah, there's, Harry K, there's Maguire. There's Cahill. If you're really stretch, stretching. Trippier playing on the right. Is he English? Yeah, he's English. Yeah, he's English. Yeah, yeah he's, he'd be the backup right back. And you can put Eric Dyer back there if you're ready to because he's a center Left back, back Alexander-Arnold? Yeah. Who would be the other left back? Is there any other left backs? I'm just No, nah, there is. Oh, um, Delph? Yeah, Delph. You've got Young. Yeah, shit. Um, yeah. You've also got um, Milner. Yeah, possibly. Well, Milner can play anyway. He's, he's, my, he's my striker. So. Uh, <laughs> and penalty taker. Yeah. Um, there was someone else too. I forgot completely. But I'll, I'll move on. I got my two, my uh, my Gibbs. two, my two center mids. Uh, I'll go. Di- I'd be going Dyer as my kind of more defensive, and I'd be going Lallana as my more central. Personally, I just want want that dynamic. I don't want. I don't, yeah, okay. I think some people might go like. Uh, Are we missing an attacking midfielder from England that's playing well? I don't know. That's that's maybe in your team, but uh, this is just these are more just centre mids here. Yeah, yep. Go with uh, it. on the left. I'd go Rashford. On in the centre, I'd go Dali Ali. On the right, I'd go Sterling, and up front, I'd go Kane. I think that uh, having somebody like um, Vardy coming off the bench would be very very handy. Someone like Ox. Do you think a bit Vardy well? would be a little bit annoyed that you know, like he 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 probably like you got Rashford coming through, kind of just leapfrogging him in the last couple of years. Well, because as easy as midway through last year, you'd have Vardy in. Ah, uh, well, it depends. I, I'm I'm more of a one striker guy. Like I'm, I don't really like two. Yeah. I think two strikers are very uh, attacking. It's an attacking way of going. But I think when you've got Sterling and Rashford basically playing as attackers anyway, yeah. I don't really want. To, I don't want an extra one. I feel like um, you know, Kane you being you got the speed around and you got the class in the middle, and I think that's the perfect way of kind going yeah. about it. Uh, Mick, go through your team for me, and I'll tell you where you're going wrong. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think you will, but. Um, <laughs> And if you do, I'll tell you you're wrong. Um, anyway, so on the right wing, so we've established up to CDM. Uh, yeah, so back four is exactly the same. We've CDM, Walker, probably, Stones, Jones. I might go Henderson and CDM. Yep, okay. He, he plays that well all right for Liverpool, so I'll, I'll keep him there. Um, on the right wing, I, so you push up the field a little bit and we've got Sterling. Um, as a senior attacking midfielder, you've got uh, Blanlana. Yep. And on the left, Dali Ali. Which I'm happy for him to, you know, be a little bit creative and, and give me something there. Um, and the two strikers I've got up front is Kane and Rashford with Vardy. Well, Rashford slash Vardy. It'd be, it, I think it'd be a game on, you know, who you're playing. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think that um, something that England do need in their team is a bit more stability at the back, like just in front of the back four. That's what I think we get. That's where they get exposed a lot. Yeah. Which is why you know you need that extra CDM. And you know, as as we keep saying, like the Premier League right now, it's all about the centre mids and the C, the CDMs that are kind of the holding midfielders that are like uh, making life so much easier for the back four. And otherwise, I you know the only other change I would do is I put another centre back in, put maybe Maguire in, and you know have have three at the back push. Rose and uh, yep. Walker up as as wing backs and kind of do that system, but yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the idea that there's a bit of room for movement. But unfortunately, when you're a team like England and you've got so many players that you kind of want to play, chances are you're gonna you're gonna put a formation that doesn't work for the team itself and just works for putting yep. as many stars on the field as you can. And don't forget, there's a few players that are coming through from you know the likes of Burnley and and Brighton, not so much Brighton, but you know maybe those middle teams like Newcastle as well. John Joe Shelby is a name that yep. comes into the mix. Um, these kind of guys that probably play for the lesser teams that are having very good seasons um, could be coming into the frame. And, that, and you know what? They pick their right time, kind of like a Vardy almost, and they could find themselves at a World Cup or a Euros. You yeah. know, and, and you never quite know. And, you know, we could be talking just before Russia going, this guy from this time and to to Russia has been unbelievable. This guy should be playing. So that always happens to one or two players that kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, even like a jet Dane Drinkwater, even like so far, but it, fortunately he's in a position now where he doesn't really play anymore. Um, so he kind of throws himself out of that conversation. Um, moving on, Nick. Now we talk about, Oh, we'll go back to how we were talking about USA and the MLS kind of um, flying under the radar. And, yes. that, and we, and we look at teams in Portugal and Argentina um, I was. It was a mind that I, th- I thought about the other day, and um, I think we're in, in a lot of sports where uh, competitions have wild cards. Now, for obviously we know um, that the Champions League is the biggest competition in Europe. It, it attracts the most players. It attracts the, you know, the team players that want to come to Europe to chase the dream of playing for the teams that are competing in this. What would you say to the possibility, and this is something that has been on my mind for a while, but I've, this is probably the first time I've had a chance to maybe talk to someone else. I, I might have talked to you about this before. I can't remember if I have, but you know, a podcast is probably the perfect opportunity to bring up the, the possibility of what would you think about wildcard entries from outside of Europe into the Champions League. So you say like a Boca Juniors, if you know they, they went to a wildcard competition with, say, a USA team or um, a Brazilian team like Sao Paulo or something like that, um, that gives them a chance to play the Europe's best, play in the world's biggest competition. Because even in Australia, say, we've got the Asian Champions League, which is an absolute joke, to be honest. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever watched an Asian Champions League game. No. Um, for good reason. The football's terrible. If, say, if a team from, say, Melbourne Victory or Melbourne City won the, the grand final in Australia, which we have over here, um, and that threw them into a wild card playoff to play in the European Champions League, don't forget they have teams like Celtic playing that, and the teams that Liverpool played Marlborough last week were a pub team. So then they're not going to be the worst team to ever play in the Champions League. Would you be open to that? Um, I, I like the idea because... I think you need to make it pretty extensive, but I don't think it'd be something as simple as like you know you win your you win the A League, you kind of get the chance. I think you need to go through a, pretty a process, rig- a pretty but... rigorous system. You have to kind of it's almost like winning a, a winning a group or winning a competition to get into the competition. Yep. and even that might have to. Well, they, they have that for the playoffs as well. Don't well, forget it as well. It, so it'd be it'd be uh, you imagine them in playing around the same time as that. Like yeah. Celtic don't even go straight through; they just go into a playoff. Yeah, and uh, and I also think like because you know you might and you might have to uh, chuck in some 
European teams to help try and qualify to kind of uh, boost some legitimacy to it? Would um, so say you had like a just say a, well, off the top of my head like a Brazilian team, a US team, and then an Irish team and an English team who, who were just outside or couldn't qualify. Maybe the seventh team has to go into that qualification. Well, you know, like there'd be an argument now that the Premier League could have five teams. Yeah, like the, the, of course there, there, there definitely there, is. There's, there's definitely six genuine strong teams in that in that competition that would challenge almost to pass the group stage at least. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's one of those things, but that yeah, and that, that might be what you have to do. Maybe you maybe you take that fifth team and then you go essentially you go okay, we're going to put you into this um this group or this little competition uh, for the winners of you know certain certain groups in the certain areas of the yep. world that aren't in Europe. And then if you can get through that, because I feel like giving an Australian, a Brazilian, a US and a, and an Ecuadorian team, just like, you know, a, a group stage, whoever wins that goes through European, is you're not earning it. You need to kind of beat yeah, someone in yeah, Europe you to have actually to, get in. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, so like, it is kind of one of those things, even if you do get, if you, if you don't get through, maybe you might play a home game against oh, who's, who's fifth at the moment. Yeah, Arsenal or Liverpool, like right now. And like, that'd be pretty cool for that team anyway. And, and it'd be more than just, obviously for once, it wouldn't just be a friendly. Oh. It'd be like, you know, a team that, you know, can actually <laughs> play to win. You know, you know, I mean, it's up for points. It's up for a chance to play in the in the Champions League. I'm open for it. I think I like the idea of it. I just think that you need to iron out the cracks and kind of, uh, especially your crack, and <laughs> try. <laughs> that was me. That was you. And uh, and try to like you know make it so it's fair on not only not like not just for the people outside of Europe because you got to understand those people are kind of intruding onto the competition. So you need to make sure you kind of put the uh, the European teams best foot forward, and you can't yeah. kind of take away a spot and be like, okay, now only three Spanish teams like. Three English teams. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It almost be making more opportunity for the European teams as well, because um, it, it does raise my next question. Ooh. Do you think um, that Premier League don't have enough spots in the Champions League? Because I start to think now that they probably don't. I I like I think I like the system at the moment. It's it's hard because. It's hard to pick one league and be like, we're going to give you an extra spot because you got you got all these other leagues and you can't. It's very difficult to kind of just go, oh, you know what, Premier League, we like the quality, it's really really good, because like you maybe maybe you do something that you can you know you chuck in a bunch of a bunch of the fifth teams at every competition and go chuck them in a group or something like that. Like there there are ways. It comes too extreme, but it is. That's what I mean. Like yeah, but like I don't think you can just be like, okay, England, you get an extra spot just because we like you and we think you are the better league in the world. Like it's up to you, Mickey. The the Champions League would be 10, 10 English teams. And then they'd be, Seven. and then Melbourne City would be would be the other team. It'd be it'd yeah. be a great competition, but nothing Melbourne victory, re- nothing Melbourne victory. Sorry, no, I'm, 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 I'm sure. offensive. Remember, <laughs> you're the worst fan. Um, yeah, but I I do think that like the debate could be raised, and it'd be interesting to see people's uh, you know, sides of the story really, because I do feel like sometimes um, as a whole, like obviously European football is the biggest stage for the footballs in the world, but I, I feel like teams like. Argentinian Argentinian teams like Boca Juniors and um, River Plate and, and teams like that that are genuinely massive football teams, uh, they go pretty much unnoticed a lot of the time because they don't have that European background. Um, you ask any te- anyone from Argentina about those teams, but and you know they got that the, some of their favourite stars played for those teams, but wouldn't even be world. Well-known names, yeah, of course. They, they besides have their, in Argentina, they have their own versions of European competitions that is not well known at all. Like, no yeah, way. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of hard to justify how uh, prestigious they actually are. It's, it's funny. One of the uh, 
the two usual debates come up when it comes to kind of bringing in other teams. It's either people coming into the Champions League or it's uh, Celtic and that being brought into the Premier League. And I thought we might... Yes. Well, what do you think about stuff like... I know you said at one stage you're pretty for it. How would you build them in? Like maybe Celtic and Rangers came in. Um, You'd almost have to go like as low as like a, a sixth or seventh t- tier, wouldn't you? Like Because you can't mm. just bring in Celtic and Rangers and leave the rest. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? I feel like you just... You know... At the moment, Celtic and Rangers are the whole Scottish League selling point. You know, and they're the teams that they, they've put on the top of the shelf. You know, with, they represent Scotland. You know what I mean? So to take them away and put them into the Premier League just for just taking them away and putting them in there, it kind of takes... Then what, Scotland League got anything left? No. Yeah, got, exactly. No, you know what I mean? So they've got, they've got a bunch of pub teams playing it out. It also raises the question, but if you take those, to take the whole Scottish League in there, what about the Irish League? What about you yeah. know the 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 Welsh league if they've got one? I don't even know if they've got one. You know what I mean? Like the, these surrounding countries, like if it's all under the what is it? The fucking um, what's the UK, United Kingdom, the Commonwealth? Yeah, yeah. If it was all part of the Commonwealth, <laughs> technically Australia should be part of it too. So it's like you know how how far do you where do you draw the line, kind of thing. So. Um, I think it'd be great to see Celtic get their pants pulled down against, you know, a bottom tier Premier League team or a championship team. Or, but a, or a League One team. League One team. Because they, they, that's the other thing, like where are they going to get grouped? Like how do you how do you pick? Do you start them way at the bottom? But, but like, you know, yeah, you have to. Would, but no, I don't think that they could do that. Yeah, I think they could. I don't like, I feel Honestly like... Honestly, think if you, like their fan base has been the same fan base since um, the start of time, pretty much, or the start of their football club. So you're saying that them starting in League Two, they wouldn't still get the same fans because for them it's a journey. Yeah, when you see it as a journey, if you're t- say somehow Spurs started went to a new league to for, to better their club, <sighs> yeah, to better their That'd club be and, and to better their international stance, and they go, but you've got to start in League Two, but you're pretty much guaranteed to beat League Two and possibly League One. Do you think? Do you think as a uh, you, you as wouldn't a... support them still? Well, of course yeah, you would, because your I team's would. winning five 0 every week at the start as well. But do you think some t- a little bit of uh, of like the board and that would be a bit nervous to take that up because they don't know if they're going to win or not? Like there'd be no guarantee. You 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 see these guys. You're guaranteed to win League Two. League two, yeah, I don't and know. And then, do you reckon they're League One? Yeah, imagine, that, imagine though. That's what I mean. Like, that, like, do you think that they the team's as a club, not that poor? Yeah, I know, but like, I'm saying that you know, England, you know, League One England teams aren't that poor. Like, you know, there's some there's some decent teams every season. I'm like, I don't think it'd be an, as much of a cakewalk as what people would think. And they, you know, the, obviously when you're over there, you've got to travel a lot further than any other club, so that's going to take a toll on you. Like, yeah. you know, there is there is things it's about hard. it. It's it's a lovely debate. I, I really like that. But what we will do, Mickey, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about a couple of uh, players being put on for sale, a couple of teams looking at different players, and we're going to look at all the fixtures, including the North London derby coming Ooh. in to week 12 of the Premier League. And now to um, a big rumour that's starting to happen, and it's starting to gain a little bit of uh, ground, Nick, is the possible sale of Gareth Bale. Recent years, he probably hasn't set the world alight at Real Madrid. Um, first question I'm going to ask you, £85 million pounds is the, the talking price at the moment. Yep. Seems a little bit high, I think, for what he's produced the last couple of years. W- one, would you pay that to get him back at Spurs or no? Mm, Bale, um, Bale and Kane. Bale, Kane... 
No. Nah, but do I, you, I honestly think if Bale went to Tottenham, Kane would go the other way. Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Like, you know, th- this is obviously a big story. We've, we've pushed back Facebook's finest for it, Mickey. That's how big yeah, it is. But, um, no, I, I wouldn't get it. I don't think, even if I wanted him, we wouldn't be able to get him. Spurs aren't going to pay that much money for anyone, let's be honest. Like, uh, it doesn't matter who it, it changes your team, but from a team that is good, up and coming, to a team, it, it literally throws you straight into the title race. It do, it's, a, it's, a, it's a statement signing. It really is. It's a statement signing, but... Uh, I just don't. I don't see Levy putting out, forking out the money unless we got some kind of weird deal, or we could, like, unless we could bring down the price. Because as you said, he's, he's an injury-prone guy. He hasn't been playing that much at all, let alone doing well. And he, yeah, he's, he's consistently, he's consistently, you know, he's consistently inconsistent, Mickey. If that's a phrase, I'm going to make yes, that a phrase. Yes, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, like, it's, it's, so I don't know if he's worth it for me. Uh, I know there's talks that Man United are going for him. I know there's talks that Chelsea are going. Well, for I him. feel like if he's going to go anywhere besides Tottenham. Well, it feels like Tottenham aren't even in the conversation at the moment. So no, I think we're there because we, you know, we've been the it's like It's like Luis Suarez coming back. We'd be there as well. Yeah, exactly. But Liverpool in talks as Suarez, even though if you, would be there's no far chance beyond. Yeah, I don't think he will ever come back to Liverpool, unfortunately. Even though he's always had beautiful ties with the club, I just think that he's a bit advanced at, the, at this stage of his career for Liverpool Football Club. But do you think Bale's a bit advanced for Tottenham? Um, Yeah, at this stage of his career. Like, Tottenham are... are progressed so far since he's gone like we've gone leaps and well, bounds. You've, you've forgotten about him really haven't you yeah i, 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 I remember when he left you thought the world was over it was it was over that day and <laughs> the next day as well but yeah we, we've got some decent we got a couple of players out Eric of Lame- Lamella, where's his number now yeah where's his number um where's a few things apparently um, yeah. <laughs> might get into that as i always do but uh no I, I wouldn't i wouldn't buy him i don't think he's worth it i don't think he would fit into the system that well i think you would i like i I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if an injured player would fit into the, the Tottenham system Ooh, as much. Dear. Like, you know, we, we've got enough. We've got a few injuries as it is. I don't. I don't want to add to that. You know, he's too old. Do like, you think he'd come with a bit of a um, an ego? An ego? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Oh God, he would. Uh, like, you know, any I, bigger than Deli Alley's at the moment? Um, I, I, you know what? They would have a great battle. Like, you know, I don't know if I don't know how you can measure someone's ego, but I feel like those. I reckon two, those, those two would probably clash. That, it's yeah. the, the young and the old coming together to, you know, fight it out for the most love. Deli Ali wouldn't even know who Bale is, would he? <laughs> He's probably too young to know. Bale? How do you spell that? Yeah. Bali. <laughs> Bali. <laughs> but, it's Gary Bali. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's, From it's, Wales. It's, great in, it's great in hindsight. If I, if you could guarantee Bale would be fit, I'd love him. Like, you know, it'd be great. And, you know, he injects that bit of pace that we need. Um, somebody on the right as well, which we also need because we don't really have a right winger. Like, you know, I love, I love teams like Liverpool for that reason because you guys have wingers who can really cut in, really show yeah, their pace and about that, them. And that makes us, you know... Makes them fun to watch at least, or like, oh, you know, even when they're losing. We do play entertaining football, I'll give you that. Yeah, so that, that's half the fun. So I I, I know, what, know what you mean. I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy him at Tottenham, but I think if he was going to go anywhere, it's probably United because they have the funds, but... What is he? What is he fitting United? That's, team, what I, that's exactly what I mean. I don't you know. Got, where. You get rid of Marshall, so I'm sure. Mkhitaryan maybe. I'd goes. love to have Michelle Marshall. Yeah, like, I'll well, take, I was always a fan of him, wasn't I? Remember when Spurs put in like a twenty million dollar bid for Marshall and the summer transfer? Why didn't Liverpool ever go? For that? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say Mkhitaryan probably could be the one who gets forced. Yeah, out. Like, I can't maybe, see the re- yeah. Like, there's no one else really I can think of that would go. But what about Chelsea? Like, Chelsea maybe he'd be the best fit. Just thinking off the top of my head, like, but you got William in that kind of spot anyway. Well, maybe. I think Bale trumps. William. Yeah, I know. Like, maybe it's moved, happened to him before. You know, maybe like, William went around. Remember, Chelsea have a knack of um, just departing with their players that win Player of the Season. Yeah, matter. 
Well, William would be the next one. I'd say he couldn't get a game last year, and he was player of the season the year before when that was atrocious. He was the only shining light. I do hate William with an absolute. Do you? Yeah, he was going to sign. He was going to sign with Tottenham until like the last minute, absolute last. And minute. what a decision! He's won a Premier League. Yeah, I know, and, and he tells Tottenham every time he plays, he points to it like he points to the Premier League badge every time. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, li- he likes to rub it in the Tottenham. Oh, so. gee, I love William all the day. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm, it makes me like him a little. Because we nearly got him as well. Stephen Joe actually phoned him. Really? Yeah. No, no comment. And at that stage, you probably would have rather gone to Liverpool than Tottenham. Well, Michael, uh-huh. don't know about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> but what do you? Who? Where would he go? Would he fit? Wouldn't fit? Oh, in the... I honestly don't know the bow because there's so many factors that we probably don't know about. Yeah, and uh, well, another one that I was very perplexed and we we're both very shocked to hear about was that Arsenal are kind of looking at uh, looking ahead a little bit. They're kind of uh, they're seeing the writing on the wall. The fact that Sanchez might not be with the club come oh, January. Shock. And um, also, Ozil, big ch- both big chances to leave. You know, both in very poor form. What not does playing. um, what Sanchez price do you think? Given the, the fact that he can sign a pre deal with another club for free, 25, 30 mil. Oh, honestly, like what's what's he? They're what, pretty much paying for the the inconvenience of not having him for six months. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Like I don't know why. I understand. You know, like he's worth a lot of money. Like if he if he was four years in his contract left and he was in his form that he was last season, he'd be worth up to eighty million because his yeah. age might hold him back a little bit. But even then, maybe not. But and but now, it's almost as if like, yeah, you just got to get rid of him. You got to offload him. Like, and if he's gonna go, he's gonna go in January. Like, surely just put a twenty million price tag on him. Just yep. get rid of him because. It's not only that anymore. It's his attitude around the game as well. It's so poor, and and he's and he and he pretends to chase back. He doesn't chase back. You know what I mean? Like the way he plays is so poisonous around that football club that you just got to get rid of him. Like who's who's worth more right now, Ozil or Sanchez? How long's Ozil got? I think he's got six months as well. Ah, uh, Sanchez. Yeah. Ozil's been pretty poor. He has been poor. Yeah. yeah, he's got a name he's, attached he's to him at least. Yeah, they both do. But I think the fact that Ozil, you know, he's he's living from his form. Two years ago, whereas uh, I mean Sanchez is living from his four last six months year. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the the uh, and the worst thing is they'll go to two different clubs. No matter where they go, they'll just turn it on straight away. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like the, it's a flick of the switch, and they go, "Oh, I want to play football again." Yeah, and they'll and then and then Arsenal all of a sudden get the blame. Like, well, how do you like guys let these guys go for twenty million? Or yeah. how do you let him go? Why don't you hold on to him? Why don't you fight for him? Hashtag these guys are never going to play for you again. Not with a, any sort of um, real effort. So the fact that you know, Arsenal trying to do the right thing by the fans too. Like, you know, they would have been, don't sell them, don't sell them, you know, because, you know, the guys at Arsenal know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to go, we're going to hold on to this guy for another six months. He's going to do nothing. And then, spurt, and then the fans are going to get sick of him and just say, oh, just get rid of him, get it over done with. And then all of a sudden that football club has lost what, 50 million. Because yeah. they just they knew what was go- they knew exactly what was going to happen, but the only thing that probably stopped them is the fact that they've got a whole um, army of Arsenal supporters that not playing with their own money, and that and that's the thing too. Everyone's an expert when they're not dealing with their own money when they're telling people to spend other people's money about stuff because yeah, it, potentially Arsenal will have lost a hundred million. Yeah, I heard somebody say this the other day with something about the stock market. It's like, you know, kids can, you can look really good when you're playing with fake money and you're all of a sudden you're up 200% from what you started with. Put your real money down and then you'll sh- you'll show what kind of person you are because you're yeah. not going to play with that as easily as you would. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I, it's funny because the player that he's, that Arsenal are targeting to replace Sanchez 
probably is worth more than Sanchez at the moment with Wilfred Zaha. And yes, like it's a really and he'll give you a bit. He'll give you a bit of heart, won't he? Well, you and think will so. he? Le- but would he leave right now? Because um, I wonder how much is affected Zaha mentally because he did secure that move to Manchester United and he barely yeah. featured and he was part of that um, that fallout that you know the the Manchester United that fell to pieces, I guess, under Moyes and he was one of those signings that. Was you know was part of the scapegoat? Does he want to be part of something like that too? Because Arsenal could be a part of um, probably an even bigger collapse in the next year or two if you know Sanchez and Ozil go and um, say they get rid of Wenger and they get a new manager. Is it a bit of deja vu if Zaha goes there? Um, if I was Zaha, I'd go personally. Um, it's yeah, you know, get on. Do you think it would be in the back of his mind? But because yeah, definitely, it, it seems to be the exact same situation, but probably worse. Um, yeah. When you're going, we'll probably might go at the end of the year after how many years, like Sir Alex Ferguson, a new guy comes in, tries to save the club, probably puts it in a worse position than it is. The only difference is all the stars at Arsenal are running for the exit. Yeah, and, he, and he's and he's edited it to put out the fire. The only thing that I, I'd kind of put in Zaha's favour is that I feel like he's gonna fit. He would fit into that squad because. Arsenal don't have anyone to play that position. No one on the right. They don't have any yeah. like kind of right mids. They got rid of Ox. Like Ox was their guy, even though he wasn't. He's uh, supposed to be a centre mid anyway. Uh, Sanchez can kind of cover that area, but he's not. Uh, he's not an out and out right like right winger or right mid. And they don't really have as much pace as what they'd hoped for. The only thing I can kind of put into it, you know, he might. You know, it might be a bit like uh, Salah with. Um, Kind of having a point to prove coming back to the Premier League after doing a bit of a failure, and not yep. like, and you know, failure or not giving a chance, depending who you are. And it's, yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like this could be, it could be a low key smart deal for Arsenal if it was to go through. I, if I was Zaha, I'd, I'd take the first off. I'd take the first off. I wouldn't care. Like, you know, get some, if you could get some regular team football for a team like Arsenal, I think it's all, you know, it's, uh, it's all beneficial to you and to have, you know, to potentially have Lacazette and Zaha kind of a bit of pace in you. And then you've got my man Granite Xhaka ready to uh, turn the oh, ball over. Be to to the turn the ball over. Surely you're going to get rid of him too. Yeah, well, you can get rid of him too. Ch- chuck him in and uh, send, send him to Crystal Palace. Just go for a, just do a straight swap. What about um, Drew? Drew. Oh. Drew, my boy. Drew's welcome at Spurs anytime. The only Arsenal player who could be welcome at Spurs is Drew. And I'm very, very much a fan of him. But Mickey. Yes, we need to uh, we need to address our Facebook's finest before we, we get, do before we get into our predictions of week twelve. We uh we need to go through the best segment that we have. Michael likes to claim because he reckons he could create it. Um, I actually did. You look, literally all you have to do is go back to episode one. It was yeah, it was a it was a yeah, it was a tough choice back then. But here we are, and uh, Michael, it's all about the keyboard warriors. It's all about recognizing the uh, the stupidity of some people and just some funny tweets, posts, Instagram photos that uh, that surface around the internet. What have you got for me this week? Um, it it, it goes to the um, what do I've got? Sorry, I'm just trying to catch up with it here because I was just reading one of the comments. Um, it, it's about football, uh, women's football. Okay. And you know, uh, was, I think the topic was about getting played more. I've actually lost the screenshot. The main screenshot I needed. Which, okay. Would you believe it? That sounds like you sounds like you're really off to a good start, buddy. As as always. Um, want, I can take over if you need. Yeah, take over for this one because <sighs> I'm, I'm just chasing it. Sorry. This is what I got to deal with every week. But uh, we will move on to BBC Sport, who are uh, you know we were talking about the Scottish League before, and they made this post saying Celtic have broken their own 100 year old Brit- British record. They've now gone 63 domestic games unbeaten. Now, yeah. Jack Dean. Or at Jack, spelled J-A-A-C-K. 
want to uh, post a bit of an exception to this, saying it's basically like bragging about getting a 63 kill streak in a private match on Call of Duty against, <laughs> against your nan. Still got to get those kills, but you still got to get those killers. You're still got to win those matches. Like, I, uh, I guess um, I've, I've actually caught up to where I was, Nick. If there you, we if go, you buddy. Yeah. To catch up. Um, it was about when I tagged you in a video. Um, it was a women's football game. Yeah. And the, the the paint the picture for you guys. The ball oh, was here we go. Here kicked, we go. kicked into the well by the yellow team and there's a blue team. <laughs> uh, this is hard to explain, isn't it? Anyway. The ball is kicked forward by the other team. The goalkeeper runs out of a square to kick it, misses it completely, and then um, one of the girls on the yellow team is, is running into a tap-in, except three girls come out of nowhere all trying to kick the goal, and they all trip over themselves. They're all they're all for the same team as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, they were. And I, I did tell you in that. Um, yeah, it was quite funny. Now, someone commented, this is why we do I think the caption was, this is why... Women when they, don't get paid as much. Women don't get paid as much as right. Um, and which was hit with a little bit of uh, feedback, I'd say. Yeah. Um, you know about the sexes and Joe Rara. Blah blah blah. And um, Chris Middleton's comment was, they probably would get paid as much if they played topless. 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 Yeah. Right. Oh, that's not quite as funny. As that I was uh, very uh, rude, Mickey. Yes. Continue. Um, also, someone seemed to post into the comment section, <laughs> which kind of um, go on doesn't help the, the women's cause when Australian's national women's soccer team, the Matildas, which <laughs> yeah. are, are quite a strong team in <laughs> world football. Cla- this is classic. This lost well. 7-0 to an under-15s boys' side. And not only the boys' side, it was Newcastle and the Jets, which are the A-League under-15 side, which I couldn't imagine being anything up to world-class standard. Although they are having a great year this season, the Jets, but that was a few seasons ago. Um, I've only got a couple more. Uh, this one's from Mindelay. Uh, saying basically that Liverpool can catch Manchester City. Michael, just a quick comment on that. Yeah. Um, madness. Well, you know, just, uh, just the, uh, the caption below was, well, you should, uh, instead of catching Manchester City, you should just try to uh, ca- bet- catch a couple of balls first. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, you know what I was thinking today? I was like, you know what's funny that we've never come up with the same stuff and now you've just robbed me of my only other Facebook's fine. Is that all you got? Because I've got one more. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got, I'm done. I've, so, had, I've had a really bad week. This one, sorry, guys. This one was uh, from Premier League Banter Group, my favourite. I, I like, I'm going to try and bring in one every week because there are some real fucking stupid ones coming in. Michael? Yep. This one comes from a man named Jake Lonzo. Oh, not Lonzi. Uh, comes across with this gem. Michael, are you listening to me? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Liverpool. Yes. Are as shit as Everton. Now that was the comp- now that was the post. Yes. Everyone kind of was a bit befuffled by that. And then he comes on the next the next post about five minutes later, decides to post again. This is Jack Lonzo. Comes out and says, If you support <laughs> if you put support Everton, your second cousin's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these guys are doing. I don't know what this this Premier League. They've really run about. out of stuff to banter about. They, they? All they do is they just go, "If you support this team, you're this." And it's most of the time it's true, Mickey. Most, most of the time, your second cousin is a hoe if you support Everton. But 
Who am I to judge? Well, I support Liverpool, so yeah, I'm falling. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and speaking about Liverpool, I've got one more. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, WWE stars Seamus and Casero come out in their C- Liverpool kits. C- Cesaro. Cesaro. You. I don't know WWE. So. Cesaro. Thank you. But very they much. they did come out in their Liverpool kits in Manchester last night. Yeah, full Liverpool or, kits. Not as last well. night, the other night. Yes, full kit wankers. Gee, they look big though, don't they? Yeah, they look quite nice in there actually. Yeah, they do. Wouldn't mind them in the centre backs. Actually, I did have one more, Michael. Yeah, funnily enough, that that kind of uh, that that triggered me. Uh, there was some some lady I can't really remember her name, so I'm gonna give make up. Mickey's gonna make up a name for her. Mallory. Mallory came out with this tweet <laughs> uh, saying, "Guys, would you date a six foot four lady? Because Mar- Mar- Mallory is a six foot four lady." And um, another guy came across. What's his name, Mickey? Um, Giuseppe. Giuseppe came. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> This is why I don't ask you anything. Giuseppe came along going... Well, you should have done more research. Giuseppe came along saying, I want a girlfriend, not a centre-back partnership. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, but that'd be a good partnership. Poor Mallory. Uh, we will move on to our predictions for week 12 of the Premier League, Michael. There are some doozies oh, of games. Oh, Jesus Christ. This one's massive. One of the biggest games of the season always is the North is this, London Is this Derby. a possibility um, that you guys have a chance to really... Like, this could be the day where us Spurs put Arsenal away for good as... For good. Like, well, not for good, but in this in this point in time as clear-cut dominance in London. Because this is the day where... And Spurs fans would probably never seen this in how many years where Spurs can literally pencil this down as a win. No. Well, you, you, like, 75% people would go Spurs win. Well, yeah, the bookies predict. How many times that. does that happen? Yeah, it's it's rare. It's rare. Like you know, it did happen. Is last this not year. an excited time? But like that, the fact that you, I could easily see Spurs putting five past Arsenal. Yeah. Like, how many times could you think that? Yeah, I, I, I'm quietly confident on this game that we could really we could win three nil quite easily. Um, it, the only thing is, it is at the Emirates. We have a habit of drawing at the Emirates. It's just for some reason we do certain teams. We just draw. Are we gonna put away. fifty on it on the weekend. Um, like we did the other time. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck a sneaky fifty on I reckon. Definitely go for that just to see. See what I can get out of it, especially my, my sports bank account's got eighteen dollars at the moment. There you go. Well, I'll, I'll put. Uh, I'll give you. I'll shout you thirty two bucks, and away you go. Really? Yeah. It's like, but if we lose, you owe me thirty two bucks. No. <laughs> oh, if you lose, I reckon. But if I'm you win, that... you keep all the winnings. All right. And I get my thirty two bucks back. No, you don't get the thirty two bucks. That's a win win for you. No, it's not. You get your winnings. I get my thirty two bucks. Well, I might as well bet my own thirty two bucks. You don't because... have it. You don't have it, buddy. So, because like, what happens, right? <laughs> is if Arsenal wins. I have to give you $32. So I might as well yeah. put the $32 in sports bet on my own account. And then when I win, I get that $32 bet. Does that not make sense to you or not? Nah, it's just a bit... bit have you tried to sell me out then? A bit preposterous if you ask me. How about this? Uh, who's winning the game? You give me the $32. Bucks, yep. And if Arsenal win, I don't have to give you $32. Bucks. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll think about it. Get back to you next week. Yeah, uh, right. Who's winning the game, Mickey? Arsenal Spurs. Spurs 3-0. Spurs 2-1. Bournemouth. Huddlesfield. Uh, Neil or draw? I like it. I like it. Unfortunately, you're wrong because it's going to be a one-all draw. Actually, this one. Watch out. Uh, Burnley versus Swansea. Uh, Burnley in a bit of form at the moment. Swansea. Burnley uh, two nil. Oh, two one. I'm going to go with Swansea to uh, make the upset with a one-nil victory. Uh, Crystal Palace, Everton. This is mouth-watering for so many reasons. I think Everton three nil. I think that. Zaha is going to uh, put his name down as a uh, as the future Palace Arsenal great. player. Uh, Palace great. There wouldn't be too many of those, I don't think. And uh, Palace are going to pip this game 3-1. 
Leicester, Manchester City. Is this going to be the first game that Manchester City lose or are they just going to drop some points or are they just going to smash every team? Uh, they're going to draw. Okay. I called it one well, all. I'm going to go with a Leicester victory and it's going to be 2-0. Oh, I feel like I could have won easy points going for City then. No. No. Oh, here's what it is. Liverpool, Southampton. Liverpool 3-0. Uh, Southampton will score a goal, but Liverpool will score two. Could <laughs> 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 you just said 2-1 Liverpool? 2-1 <laughs> Liverpool. There you go. West Brom versus Chelsea at the Hawkies. Oh, I don't know. Is it, is it definitely the Hawthorns? Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Chelsea 2-1. Chelsea 2-1. Interesting choice, Michael. Do you have a, uh, you. any theory behind backing that? Nope. That's fair enough. I'm going to go with a cheeky 1-0 victory to West Brom. Ooh. And then uh, United-Newcastle. This is a game I'm, actually much, uh, I'm probably going to check out because I, I like it when uh, big teams play each other. Mm. Uh, uh, Newcastle 1-0. So. Upset. Upset. I'm going to go yep. uh, Lukaku's going to score four goals and uh, yeah, United will win 5-1 because Lukaku only scores against shit teams. Um, Watford versus West Ham. Uh, Watford 1-0. I'm going to go West Ham. To tr- oh, it's... New manager. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, a draw. I'm going to go two all draw. I'll one all draw then. And uh, final game, Michael. Uh, absolute doozy. Probably the most uh, potent fixture. Exciting, exciting <laughs> fixture. Uh, Brighton Stoke. If there, was any, if there was ever a skippable fixture in the season, which there are a few, but this is up there with the... Well, uh, when 20 teams play in a weekend, there's got to be at least one. Nah, nah. Not, not with me, Mickey. This is the only skippable one this week to me. Yeah, that's fair. I think everyone's got everything. What do you got? Neil because that's what I think. Yeah, I was going to go Neil Law. Uh, no, what? I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go over, I'm gonna go over shootout. Absolute shootout. What? 1-0 uh, win to Brighton. <laughs> shootout with only one what? shot. It's not the fight. It's like the um the Wild West. You've only got one shot before you... <laughs> Is that an Eminem song? One shot tonight. <laughs> uh, it sounds a bit right. Mickey, any takeaways? Any uh, any massive predictions going into next week? Um, One thing I will point out is... uh. Everton were talked, um, well, they were certain to have a new manager or, you know, the caretaker manager to take over announced by the international break. Obviously, that hasn't happened. Yep. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Watch your space. We'll probably have the first on it. Ooh. Actually, we probably won't because we'll probably, oh, no, we won't have the first on it. Well, I, I, there are talks of um, Everton approaching Marco Silva, funnily enough. but And Sam Allardyce. Yeah. But, but supposedly uh, he's got no contact if... Yeah, I hope for my sake that Sam Allardyce. Well, you said Sam before Christmas, wasn't it? Sam before Christmas. Um, and don't you worry, boys. I'll be bringing up the audio. Yeah, I know. well, you won't. I, I'll have yeah, to I don't try. know how to do it. I'll have to try and find it if I can. But You'll uh, probably delete it. No, I wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, Spurs will win easy. Liverpool will lose. Uh, everything will be restored. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Total Night Premier League Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My second mic, Mickey Kenny, is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey. Well, after an interesting week of international football, we're good to get back into the Premier League and we'll be here to talk about all the results and what did and what didn't happen. It's going to be the best season of the Premier League because we're going to take you all the way. Thank you.